Welcome to Talking Baseball. It's another round of team profiles and projections. We are doing the American League Central, Trev's division, his home. If you forgot, or this is your first episode tuning in, we're doing them a little different this year. We're sitting down and we're doing an entire division in one sitting, 15 minutes on the clock per team. If you're watching on YouTube, you're just going to get one team at a time. If you're listening on any of the podcast apps, you'll get the entire hour and a half session of the entire division uh, with uh, only three weeks of spring training. It was pretty hard to do all of these at once. So that's how we're doing it. The other big reminder needed to be set here. You know your team better than us. So Royals, Twins, Tigers, White Sox, Guardians. Hop in the comments, tweet at us, let us know what we needed to say that we didn't say, what we got wrong, we got right. You know your team better than us. Trev, yes. Nobody knows the Twins better than I do. Nobody. What about Gene Gaba? Mm, and Aaron Gleeman might. Okay. Jake? And Lavelle. All right, your Royals PPP. TPP. <laughs> TPP. We ready? Are they the last ranked team in this division? Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Thunder 15 gun. minutes on the clock, on your mark, get set, go. The Kansas City Royals were ranked 25th in all of baseball by our audience on the survey, the rankings. That puts them last in the division, really low in the league. They finished 74 and 88 last year. They missed the playoffs. Jake, did they add anyone fun? Your. Kansas City Royals. They added a couple dudes. How about Zach Grinky? I'm coming home, coming home. The old pictures, the new pictures, beautiful. And Amir Garrett in the pen. Uh, couple friends of ours, Taylor Clark out there. Hey, they lost dudes too, though. Mike Miner. He went to the Reds in that funky trade for Amir Garrett. Wade Davis retired. Congrats, Wade. Really nice career, dude. Greg Holland, gone. He's trying out NRI for the Rangers. Kyle Zimmer and handsome Hanser Alberto. How about Trev's guy? He's in the Dodgers right now. Yes. Go mash some lefties, kid. Um, coming in, coming out. Eh, eh. But this team's banking on a lot of young guys, especially in the rotation, Trevor Paul Plouffe. It's kind of one old dude and then all the young guys. And a couple of them we met in spring training. But, yeah, Zach Greenkey coming back to Kansas City. He'll be at the top of the rotation teaching all the young guys about the game. That's got to be a fun clubhouse. I got I to gotta be honest with you, thinking about Greenkey leading all these guys. But behind him, we got Brady Singer, who's a stud. Brad Keller, who we met. Chris Bubik, the lefty. Carlos Fernandez. Daniel Lynch, another lefty with some depth there. Uh, the bullpen. We got Scott Barlow, who was absolutely filthy. We got a great stat we'll give you on him after this. Uh, Stalmont, who's a guy. Uh, Amir Garrett got traded over there, like you said. Jake Brents and a host of other guys who we'll get into. But uh, young pitching staff, they were pretty good last year. James, what about that lineup? Lineup has a ton of familiar names. Obviously, you got Salvi Perez, who went off last year. Carlos Santana at first base. Witt. Merrifield at second coming off a down year for him, but we met him. So that probably makes him incredible. Now, Nikki Lopez coming off a huge year. 
Then Bobby Witt Jr. supposed to be getting that shot uh, out of camp, or I don't know if they're going to mess with service time stuff. I haven't like really looked at that, but he's going to be up at some point this season if he doesn't start with the team. Ben Intendi in left field, Michael A. Taylor, every mom's favorite in center field, and Kyle Isbell is the first name I, I don't really know. Like I think I kind of know that because it's the same sounding name as Jason Isbell, which is a musician I like, but I. And then Hunter Dozier as DH. So a ton of familiar names for the 25th ranked team. Uh, and like some good players there. Okay. Yeah, I'm into, I'm into the Royals. I, I kind of, when you're looking at the roster here, there are some f- familiar names, a uh, good mixture of veterans and kind of some of the young guys. I like younger pitchers and this is what we got here. I wanted to give that stat on Scott Barlow and the pen. Cause the pen's pretty good. You got some arms out there. He was one of just seven relievers in baseball with 70-plus appearances in an ERA under 250, and his 16 saves led the Royals. So they're counting on this guy at the back end of the games. Um, but I'm looking, and in kind of what I think is going to be a weak division, kind of liking. It's really – this is a fun one. This truly is a fun one. Uh, Peter Moylan, uh, who has uh, Royals connections, he went down there for a day at spring training. Um, you know, they're excited when we talked about the Royals in recent years, we talked about how they're kind of bucking trends. They kind of didn't go full rebuild when they could have, they signed Carlos Santana. We didn't know what that was fully about. They gave Salvi that big extension. They traded for Benny. Remember all that. Um, and I think what's going to decide their season because their lineup, I, I think there's there's pluses and minuses. We'll see what happens with some of those young guys you're talking about. Salvi Perez had a monster year, which it feels like that's going to be tough to repeat. Uh, but with Merrifield, some of his numbers were actually down a little bit. So, I mean, do, do those end up balancing themselves out along with other players maybe getting a little better? For me, it goes to the pitching staff and which of these young guys take a leap what does Granky give you over 162? Like, I'm not going to bet against him. Uh, but yeah, and I know even before when we hopped on, we were kind of busting each other's balls about the AL Central a little bit because, you know, that that Twins team that was a power for a while, they just didn't get it done in the playoffs. And then the White Sox, the new kind of beast of the Central, uh, they got punched in the mouth a little bit in the playoffs too. So, um, you know, the discussion is usually the cream rises to the top in this division, but they somewhat don't get challenged during the year i'm really interested to see because you guys are right this doesn't feel like the 25th best team in baseball this feels like a team that has a chance to be a really solid squad and i'm interested to see where it measures up against the rest of the division because if someone like bobby witt jr comes up and that dude is a stud which he's the top prospect in baseball now he made he's numero uno he jumped adley rushman if he is that dude if he's a dude of that ilk, what does that do to the Royals? It should be a fun summer in Kansas City. It's just how many wins does it lead to? I like their bullpen. I know the White Sox get a, a lot of credit for having like uh, the best bullpen, and we'll get there, everybody. Uh, there's a guy, and I, I might have done this last year. I might be on repeat here. Stamont in the bullpen. Yeah. He is getting hurt by being in Kansas city and on this team. If this dude was on the race, the Red Sox, the Dodgers, the Yankees, he'd be like a name because when I watch him pitch, I have the same 
guttural reaction is when I watch Bruce Star Gratterall pitch. Just easy 100 and then a fucking hammer curve. So he's not even like their closer or whatever. But if you tune in, you're flipping through MLB TV and there's like a late Royals game and you see that Stamonson, go watch him toss. And he's been really good. I think he was really good again last year. He's in 90-something percentile for whatever. So that's not like just one guy and his reliever. But that dude is fun. Now they got Amir Garrett down there. Barlow, as you said, Trev, went off. The pitching is where I, I mean, I don't, I don't really know what's going on. Brady Singer, supposed to be really good. I know at times he struggled last year, and then I just, just remember doing breakdowns of him where he was kind of pissy on the mound a lot. Okay, little yes. attitude. Yeah, I mean, yeah. all pitchers, but not in that. a good way. Not in a good way. Like things weren't going his way, and he wasn't like persevering. It's, I think it's like two breakdowns. So that, that's a very again, Royals fans, like, correct me on that because I'm probably being wrong, but. Which is a very small memory. Yeah, they didn't get on base at all last year. Kind of what I'm looking at. Their offense was not very good. Got on base like a 306 clip as a team. And they brought in, remember, we, they brought in Santana. And that was one of the things I said was they bring this guy in. He's going to teach these guys how to get on base, how to work counts, how to have professional at bats. He took a little bit a step backwards last year. Uh, and then they just didn't really gel as an offense. Sal obviously went off 48 homers, 121 RBIs from your catcher. Sal's one of the guys, man. We love him, love watching him play. Uh, but, you know, even with the addition of Bobby Witt to that lineup, if he comes up and just is the guy like that everyone thinks he is, maybe that, I mean, obviously it's going to make a difference. Is it going to be enough to, to where we're saying the Kansas City Royals are in a playoff race? I don't know. I don't know, man. And I think with the offense, you know, looking at last year's stats, Salvador Perez had an all-time catcher season, like yes. a video game catcher season, 48 homer. Like he, he literally set the catcher home run record in a season. This team finished last in the American League in home runs <laughs> with that. Uh, so as we're giving this team love and we look through the lineup and we see guys like Benny, Carlos Santana, Hunter Dozier, um, you know, Nikki Lopes, who put up a hell of a year, I, I guess maybe some of the reality starts to sink in that like offensively power wise, let's say Bobby Witt is the truth and, and whatever that means for a rookie shortstop. Let's say he has a 25 homer year, which would be incredible, or he plays third base, whatever this team, you can't really outside of Salvi, you can't pencil in anyone for 20. 20 plus homers. I mean, literally Fangraphs doesn't have that. So uh, this lineup needs a little more juice because now when we go back to those young pitchers, you know, it's probably a little easier to pitch if you see you're up 4-0 on the scoreboard. And I don't think the Royals have that kind of firepower in the lineup. Santana, Santana will give you 20. I think, I think if he's, he had a tough year last year, he did, but I think he, he can do that. But I mean, your point still stands like they, I think everyone so knows many, they're going to need some offense. How do they have so many names, but like they don't dominate any of the slash lines? Like you're saying, they're not on B, uh, OBP lineup, Trev. They're not. Mm -mm. They're not any of the slash. They're not anything. Yeah. They're not yeah. anything. And it's, it's a tough park to hit in. I don't think, I don't know what the park factor is on it right now, but I tell you, when you're playing there, it, it's not a home run happy place. I don't know. Sal made it look small last year, but it's, uh, it can get in your head a little bit, but for the most part, yeah, I think 
they just got to count on some positive regression with all these guys. Like, I don't think Santana's a 319 OBP guy. He was last year. Hopefully they just get better in all these categories with, uh, I mean, they're not even that young of a team though. I'm trying to like, think like maybe more bats in front of them. Like they're not like a young, young lineup. Like they have some young pitchers, but the lineup is all, you know, guys have kind of been around, like you said. So we'll see. I was, I tweeted out today about surprise people making the lineup. It's obviously Ryan O'Hearn. O'Hearn's going to make it. He was around last year because but they don't want him to. That was the, they were like, they want, they were trying to get some other rookie to like step up or something. I'm speaking, uh, just reading okay. my replies there. I looked at Brady Singer stuff with runners on base. With, I mean, again, this is just stat lines. Uh, but to go to my point of like, he kind of, didn't got didn't handle it well with a runner on third and less than two outs, four hundred batting average or four hundred and four hundred sixty nine batting average, four seventy four on oh. base, forty plate appearances. So it's small, but like for it's not that small. It's like five. So let's go, Brady Singer. Pick it up. Get some Royal- get some guts to you. Royals fans reach out. Ooh, um, maybe the bigger thing for Brady and I, maybe this is a conversation in Royals land again. I'd love to know. He's a two pitch guy, fastball slider, 58%, 38%. He threw a change up 4% of the time. If you're starting pitching pitcher, that's just brutal. That's going to be. If I Google Brady singer, like new pitch or third pitch, that's the articles from spring training right now. You'd have to assume so for a starting pitcher, uh, especially like, you know, pretty highly touted guy, first round pick out of Florida. You know, even, you know, when I when I look at a pitcher, even if you give me a third pitch at a 10 percent clip, that'll at least it's in the hitter's head. Um, Like right now, especially a young guy as the division starting to see him more. That's just that's a tough ask for any pitcher. Yeah. I mean, all right, so I think we opened up the episode being like, oh, I don't know why we're so down on this, and, and now we're looking at the rotation and the lineup and being like, wait, maybe 25th makes sense, at least me. They need a lot to go right, for sure, and a lot of people to have bounce-back years. Even even our good buddy Witt kind of had a disappointing year last year, still you know, put up some numbers, 40 bags. I think, what did they say? He was um, crushing it in doubles as well. 42 dubs still. So, you know, I think he'll have a better year that you can count on some of that bounce back, but I think that we're probably talking towards the end or the bottom of the NL or AL central here. Okay. Let's do the over under then. We got a minute left. 74 and a half games. Mm. They won 74 last year. Do you think that was like, if you go back and think, was that a lot for them last year? Or like, was that like kind of what we expected? Well, weren't they the best team in baseball? Weren't, weren't they hot to start the year? The Royals. The Royals? I don't know. I don't remember that. I just think of the Mariners always. Yeah. Always. I'm going to say under. I'm going to say under. Uh, I they, think, were in, um, for, they were in first place up until May 5th. So maybe, okay. maybe I'm just thinking they had a good April. They were in first through all of April. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say under. I don't think it's like a lot. Under, I don't think it's some crazy historically bad season. They have some guys. I, I, I slate them right around seventy wins. I think okay. that's probably what they're gonna have. Not gonna bet on it. Yeah. Here's a, uh, here's what I got. I'm going over. Tell us. 
this young pitching that I, I feel like we said young pitching a lot, like uh, our guy Bubich, I always, always feel like I'm going to say that wrong. Um, I mean, a young lefty in his 23 year old season last year, he had a 104 ERA plus. Like if if it clicks for him, Carlos Hernandez, who we haven't mentioned yet, Jim, I don't know if you remember this. He pitched against the Yankees. He's got one of the most electric fastballs in baseball. Uh, they start giving him starts at the end of the year. They've got a lot of young pitchers that Keller, Bubich, Singer, Lynch, Hernandez. One or two of those guys takes the leap. They have the back end of the bullpen and their offense yeah. should be able to do enough to win some games. And the Royals want to stay in it. And if Bobby Witt can give them a shot of life, like I'll, I'll drink the Kool-Aid that this, this team can win 78. Let's go Royals. You stole me. I'm back. Let's go over. I like it. Young pitchers keep them afloat. Some of the hitters take a step forward. Bobby Witt comes up. Gang, bang, we got it. Jimmy, you're sitting this one out. Yeah, no, no. I, I just don't think they're gonna like get better at the deadline, or they might. They they do have some guys that can sell off. So they got Benny if he has a good year. Like, no, no, yeah, they could trade him. We saw the out. We saw the corner outfielder market go crazy last deadline with the Braves retooling their entire outfield. So like. If he has a good enough season, Solaire didn't even have a good season last year and he got traded at the deadline. So I just think they'll trade pieces no matter what, kind of. They traded away last year, won 74 games. So it's right yeah. on the mark. Yeah. Um, the bullpen's fun. And, and that's kind of it. I'm, I'm going to stick with the under. Fair enough. BBD, did you say their their World Series odds again? Isn't aren't we doing the stimulator World Series odds for the Royals? Mm, I can pull that up. It can, you can said you had a thing. number. You said you had a number for the Royals to win the World Series. Right, always do. Didn't you say it was like thousand to one? Um, they're not going to be my pick, just so you guys know. As I announced, <laughs> they're plus 12,000 on DraftKings to win the World Series. Okay, hundred bucks in. to win 12,000. Got it. You Eighth, know what? I said that like, I, I said that the Royals should get Chris Bryant, remember? You and everyone, did say and everyone, that, yeah. And everyone was like, and I kind of said it because I wanted to pick a shocker. He fucking went to the Rockies, like the Royals made more sense than the Rockies. It's good, it was a good one. All right, that ends the Royals. Thank you guys for tuning in. Royals fans, let us know why we're so wrong and why we're so right and what you like and what you didn't like, and then make everyone else smarter about your team moving forward. Next up, in the AL Central, we have the 23rd-ranked team by our audience in baseball, the Cleveland Guardians. The first season as the Guardians, which means a whole lot, you got to get off on the right foot. Last year, they finished 80 and 80, 80 and 82. They missed the playoffs, just missed being 500. They got a new name. Jake, any new players? James, <laughs> not really, dog. Uh, <laughs> they went all free agency without signing a guy until they re-signed Brian Shaw, locking it down in the back end of the bullpen. Um also, Sandy Leone is in town. Let's go, Luke Maley. Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, 
who they lost. They lost Roberto Perez. Uh, he's on the Pirates now. Great defensive catcher. Nick Whitgren and that mustache around the Cardinals. Like Parker's gone. Harold Ramirez. It with Ramirez. That's a Dark Knight reference. Nobody really gets. And Wilson Ramos, I guess, ended up there for a little bit last year. Uh, a little bit more leaving than coming in. But yeah, this uh, this Guardians payroll didn't find it in the budget to make some big splashes, Trev. But mm. if there's one thing this damn team does that makes us buy in every year, it's they pitch. They pitch. They develop pitching. That's what they do. Obviously, no, we know who's at the top. They got a couple of guys here that are absolute studs. Uh, Shane Bieber, Cal Quantrill, uh, Savale, Plezak, McKenzie. I mean, that's a nice five right there. Behind them, we got Eli Morgan, Logan Allen's a lefty. Um, I think he's more of like a swing guy than a starter, right? Logan Allen. In the bullpen, some flamethrowers. I'm going to mess this guy's name up. Emmanuel Classe. Did I mess it up? Nailed it. I don't think I so. nailed it. No, he's a stud. We have Karen Shack, who I've given some crap to because I think he's uh, he's got a, he's got a gimmick. You know, it's his gimmick. Then you got Brian Shaw, Anthony Ghost, which is awesome, former outfielder for the Tigers who I played against, who's bringing heat from the left side, like throwing a hunch. Yeah. Uh, behind them, Nick Sadlin, a host of other guys in that uh, reliever depth. James, what about that? What about that offense in that lineup? Yeah, he's got mm. guys. Miles Straw, your favorite mm. center like fielder. Him. Ahmed Rosario went over there. With the Mets trade, uh, Jose Ramirez, uh, that's the guy you're going to know about. Framiel Reyes went over there in the Clevenger trade. Uh, Bobby Bradley, Stephen Kwan drafted. Andres Jimenez, Austin Hetches also in the Clevenger trade. And Bradley Zimmer in right field. That's what I am reading. They still have Oscar Mercado. But I thought Palacios was going to make the squad. I think he got option that you told you told me that, and I think he got option like the second after you told me. Damn, I think. Uh, I don't know. Before we even get into like the roster, which we have to, there, you know how much money they're com- You know how many guaranteed money they have on the books for next year, Trev? Do you have this page open? No, but I think you told me that I'm talking baseball. Go for it. No, that was the A's. That was the A's. The A's have $1 million next year, guaranteed. The Guardians have zero. Mm. All ARB uh, eligible or below? Yep, all ARB eligible or below. Wow. Jose Ramirez has his club option that makes him so appealing. Yeah, but that's that's not guaranteed. Right. So... And then they have, um, there's like an option for Shaw that we don't know about yet. But that's, what the fuck? Different conversation for a different day. This team was just the, like one of the classes of the AL not too long ago. Well, time to break it down. My goodness. Yeah, the yeah, Jose Ramirez contract worked out well for them. He's got a team option just for 23. I thought it was two, but it's just one. I mean, you got to be – that's the first thing you probably think of if you're a Guardians fan is are we – when are we trading Jose Ramirez? And that's sad. One of the best players in baseball. And, like, I think he's appropriately hyped now. He was underrated for a long time, but I think people are – no now. I had him going to the Braves last year. didn't happen. We'll see what happens with that. But 
they got the pitching. That lineup, though, not striking fear into a lot of a lot of people right now. They also, I'm guess this is like a uh, a what's the term? Window shopping or shopping for Bieber? Bieber has a good year this year. He will not be on the team in 2023. He's gonna have two years left, and he got hurt. Last, he was having another good year and got hurt, and they trade everyone with two years left. So, if you're a Guardians fan, this is probably your last season with half of Jose Ramirez, and last season with Bieber would be my guess. That's tough. Yeah, let's we'll not, see. Let's I not mean, go there. Yeah, let's not. Yeah, go the, there just the whole yet. gossip was they were gonna trade Jose Ramirez before this season. They end up keeping him. We'll see. I I feel. I genuinely feel bad for Cleveland fans. I mean, Chris Rose, yeah. our guy like this, this sucks. Like this as fandom goes, this feels like you're tied up on the flagpole and people can just punch you if you want. Cause there's the roots here. Like this is one of the best $40 million baseball teams you can assemble. Problem is other teams spend a lot more. Like if you put the pieces around Jose Ramirez and Fran Mill, you know, you got a good on base guy. You had another power stick. We'd be like, okay, like the top of the lineup can slap it around a little bit. You'd look at the pitching Bieber, Quantrill, Plesak, Savali, McKenzie. You're like, man, if Bieber can be Cy Young Bieber, which who knows if he's got that in the tank or, you know, and a couple of those young guys make the leap and not even a leap. Like those guys are pretty solid, but instead we're sitting here looking at this, like, when are they going to get plundered? When's Jose Ramirez getting traded? This is like a definition of fandom hell. It doesn't even make sense in my head for like a proud sports city of Cleveland to because they're not even like giving you window dressing. There's not even like a couple one year guys that it's like, well, you know, if if he hits the switch, like there were some Conforto rumors to Cleveland, which should make sense. But everyone looks at their payroll and they're like, they're not going to do that. So it's incredibly frustrating um, and a little sad for Cleveland people and sports fans because you're right, Trev, like Jose Ramirez in baseball circles is now respected the way he's supposed to be if you're really talking to baseball people. I mean, this dude, if, if he lands in the right spot, this trade deadline or whenever, I think he could have a different level of stardom. He's incredible. Um, and it almost... I never say this. I almost want to root against Cleveland because I hate what they're doing. Yeah, and they have they have I mean, what every I... team is looking for. By the way, they have the like they have the pitching. That's the you have to have that, or or else you have nothing in this league. So they have the foundation, like you were saying, to surround them, Jose and and Fran Mill, and just bring some guys in. They could have. There's people readily available. But we're well, not classic, spending right now. Classic conundrum of, as a fan, Jake. Like, I'm sure there's some Guardians fans as well that are like, I hope we lose so they don't think they can do this every year. Because, like you said, the Royals at least got the window dressing. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we'll grab Benny. We'll trade for Granky. We'll give the fans something. They're not even offering their fans anything. This is like the A's. But somehow they escape that rap. Like the A's get it so much worse. Yeah. Same thing. I want to know what their payroll was in 2016 and 17. Maybe it wasn't that much then. Maybe, maybe this is the the exact same thing they went through. I don't know. And in in 19, it was 120. So, I mean, they, there's a new 
there's a trend around baseball right now. That's the full teardown and they, they are doing that. Uh, and once they fully see that next window, they'll, they'll make a plan of attacking and get the payroll back up to 80, 90, but it, it just sucks, man. And like, that's, I guess that's why, you know, Bobby Bradley, we met him at spring training this year. He was the dude. I, I hope that dude's a monster. I hope next year we're doing TPPs and saying like, wow, Bobby Bradley, one of, is he one of the better first basemen in the AL now? But Bobby Bradley shouldn't be penciled in as like the third best hitter on this team, hopefully this year after Jose Ramirez and Fran Mill. Two guys I, I love, dude. How much, how often have you guys heard me yell about Fran Mill? The dude's a monster. Um, but yeah, it's just like enough to not lose games. So the town's like, Oh, these guardians stink. And it's not enough. Like I, I don't see a, I see more of a path for the Royals to have like a fun, silly wild card attempt season than I do the guardians. Well, do they have any pitchers that are going to come up and answer your question, Trev? In 2016, it was 118 million in 2019. It was 136 million in 2020. 53. Now it's 40. Yeah. I mean, look at in the win losses. I'm, I'm back on it. 2016, 94 wins. 2017, 102 wins. 1891, 1993. And then boom, the payroll gets cut down. And they finished uh, the COVID season. Oh, even there, 35 and 25. That's Isn't that good? 10 games over. That's why. Yeah. They lost. But they were, third, in the they were third in the AL Central, but they did get into the wild card. Yeah. Do they have any prospects, Jake? Are there going to be any pitchers that like more? Obviously, you got Tristan McKenzie, you got Classe, you got you got a lot of arms already. But are there any prospects? I'm trying to look it up now that are going to come up. So I, I guess that's the thing. And it, if we're trying to make some positive Guardian stuff, like you know, someone like Bobby Bradley, he's you know he's going to be 25, 26 this year. Let's find out what he's got. Ahmed Rosario. I mean, I know he's a name we're familiar with, but he's 26 this year. Like Jimenez, the other guy in that Mets trade, um, he's 23. So like there's a lot of youth and even their top 100 prospects. Uh, you know, Fangraphs has a lot of those guys hitting the show this year. Um, you know, they have, let's see, their top six pro projected prospects. All of them are supposed to ETA to arrive at the show this year. We'll see what happens. None of the names jump off the page. Sorry, Guardians fans, it, you know, for my nerdy baseball dives that I go on. Like the only one is Nolan Jones, who's actually ranked fifth of their prospects now. So maybe it's a, a find out year and these Guardians can actually make a plan for attack next year. But I don't know. The whole thing feels uncomfortable. Like if this team feels like if there was an $80 million salary floor, they'd be a lock for a wild card spot. And that just frustrates me. If they were forced mm -hmm. to spend, they'd sprinkle some and then they'd be good. Yeah, that is frustrating. Good news for Guardians fans is we have a ping pong tournament coming out at some yeah. point that has a lot of Guardians in it. Palacios. Good uh, energy Tristan, too. Tristan McKenzie. We had... Um, uh, Benson, Willie Benson, Willie B, and Ray. What was his name? Ray, it's a middle Ray. infielder. I liked him a lot. Yeah, Millie. It's a Millie. Uh, that's, his, that's like his Instagram name. I don't know. Delgado. Nice guys. Raynell. Raynell. Ray Delgado. Yeah. So I don't know when that's coming out, but that's fun. 
As far as uh, this season, I don't know. You guys want to do the over under? I mean, this was a this was a rough one because it's like Jake said, it's uh, it's like awkward. It's like, well, they're not like, do they want to win? They still got pieces. I can see this team still. Like, I don't think they'll finish last. Their ceiling. What's their ceiling then, Trev? Third. Yeah, I have it as like. Yeah. Ceiling's probably third unless the Twins have another meltdown like they did last year, which I don't think they're going to. We're going to talk about that later. I do have a one percent like their ceiling is second, like you know, like like yeah. one like one percent. I do. They got to add some bats. And as, for some as, reason, I don't think their floor is five. I think they're four, three, two, three, or four. Most because they're you've been conditioned because they that's what they've been. They've been yeah. competitive. Yeah, my. It, it, and it's because they do have the pitching. Like I know we mentioned him briefly. Emmanuel Class A has a chance to be like a special all-world pitcher. He yeah. throws a cutter 102. Last year, 71 games, a 1-2-9 ERA. That dude's a freak out of the freak. Quantrill, uh, some MLB ties. He had a breakout year last year. 150 innings, a 2-8-9. Bieber. Is he Shane Bieber? And then if you have one of Plesak, Savali, McKenzie, guys that have done it pretty well at this level, you've got a rotation that would mm-hmm. be one of the tops in the AL. So that's where it just gets so frustrating. And yeah, we could easily be sitting here at the end of the year like, oh, 85 wins. All right, Guardians. But I'm, I'm kind of rooting against them. And I hate that for me. Um, what's the over under here? 76 and a half. I'm going to take the over. Pitching wins. <laughs> they got good pitching. I know it. That's This is a tough one. What they won? They won 80 games last year? They won 80 games last year. Um, and they didn't really have much help offensively last year. And Bieber got hurt towards the end. Um, he had a 3-1-7 through 16 starts. Was an all-star. He's back. What did I go with the Royals over? Shoot. Yeah, Jake. Jake put you on the over. All right, I'm gonna take. Yeah. I'm taking. I'm taking the under here, just barely. I think they're gonna just barely sneak in 75 wins. Our dude sticks tr- on the mound. He's gonna. He's yeah, gonna put it together even more. I know. I want. I am. I'm like Jake. I am rooting for these guys. Um, I like the way they. I don't pitch. know if I, I am. Well, I'm gonna say under. Although I am rooting for you guys to prove me wrong. I'm rooting for the young players. I'm not rooting for the organization. How about this? I'm going under. It's so angsty. I don't really believe in it. I don't like it either. Yeah. How about this? They trade Jose Ramirez. And when we do our year end check in, it's going to be like, oh, the Guardians are on pace to win 85. They're easily going to beat their over under. And then they just. Eat it, Ooh. eat it after that's Jay mean. Brown. That's me under. I'm being mean. I don't like being mean. I, I have, I have your uh, your fan service. It's not trading J Ram, it's keeping him around for the last year because it's a cheap deal. Yeah, and then just trade him. We'll see. They got to, they got to trade, they trade, they, they take the option. Then trade him in the in next offseason. I got a hot take. I don't I don't mind the name change. Guardians. Kind of like it. It's already like I'll mess up a couple times, but it's already not weird to me. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's, that's exactly what they wanted. Congratulations, PR team. Please, Zach, didn't even talk about him. One of my favorite guys. Blue, blue bubbles, good results. Mm. All right, that. there you go. I'm on the over. You guys are on the under. That is the Cleveland Guardians. Guardians fans, if you tuned in to listen to this on this season, like I, I can't even imagine that. We didn't even feel comfortable doing it, and we're not fans. Guardian so fans, like, give me, I need like a Guardians hug. Like, give me, help me out, because I don't like how I just sounded. Yeah, that's not like you. That's not me. They're bringing you down. Now you know how I feel about Texas. <laughs> but I'm kind of back in on Texas. Spoiler alert. I kind of am too. I kind of am too. That's coming later, though. Backyard Brad, my guy. All right, that ends the Guardians. The next team we will be discussing, Trevor's Minnesota Twins, 15 minutes on the clock. Reminder, if you're a Twins fan, if you're any fan of the teams we're doing, you know more than us, but Trev says he knows the most about the Twins. They got ranked 22nd, so we this whole division might be the lowest-ranked division as a collective because the Guardians were 23, the Royals were 25, the Minnesota Twins ranked 22nd. They had a abysmal year last year, missed the playoffs, won 73 games when they were coming in as supposed to be uh, the favorite with the White Sox. Like those guys were supposed to be beating each other up and uh, the Twins just tanked it. Jake, confusing, fun, wild offseason for the Twins. Can you wrap it up for us? Yeah, they probably have the most fun who they've lost, who they've added, you'll see. They lost Josh Donaldson, the bringer of rain, Trevor Plouffe's hitting coach. Mitch Garver, probably an underrated catcher in the catcher realm. Andrelton Simmons, where Simba at in his career? We'll find out. Alex Colome, big Mike Pineda twirling it at the back of the rotation. Williams Astadio, everyone's favorite. Rob Refsnyder, John Gant, and Matt Shoemaker. They took the same flight. And they're pitching in Japan this year. That's a lot of dudes leaving. How about the dudes coming in, especially the big one that happened probably before this poll went out? Carlos Correa is playing for the Minnesota Twins this year. Sonny Gray is a Minnesota twin. He'll be at the top of the rotation. Gary Sanchez. Gary Sanchez, he escapes Yankee land. Let's find out. Gio Urshela, cute as a button. Pretty good stats the past few years. My guy, Dylan Bundy. Joe Smith slinging it in the pen. Trev, why don't you give us the rotation? And, uh, you know, I hope you didn't eat any, like, fish recently because it might come back up. Oh, my goodness. I had Mediterranean food for lunch. Look. Yes. We know that there's going to be some problems here with the rotation. Let's go through it. Yes, they brought in Sonny Gray to be their ace. Behind him, I'm going to slot in Bailey Ober in the two spot. You know what he, how tall he is? He's 6'9". He's like an alien out there. Got to love that. You got, my hot guy. Yeah, you got my hot guy, Joe Ryan, Dylan Bundy, Dobnak, our guy, the Uber guy. Love him. And a lot of people really um, are passionate about Dobnek in Minnesota, so you got to love that. Uh, Griffin Jacks will provide some depth. And then that bullpen's nasty, though. Taylor Rogers, at one point, was like one of the best relievers in the game from the left side. Uh, I think he's going to be really good this year alongside my good buddy Tyler Duffy. 
Jorge Alcala's nasty. Caleb Thielbar was there last year, and I played with him. He took some time off. What a crazy story for him. Go look that up. Uh, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a problem. This is where the team gets fun, James. When you talk about their lineup, this is what gets me very excited. Really, Ober. Yeah, talk about him, bro. Six Son nine Ogre. alien. Yeah. Uh, the Twins lineup is something else. Byron Buxton. They they locked him up before uh, the lockout. They got Luis Arise as the DH. Fangrass has him. Carlos Correa at short, Jorge Polanco at second, Miguel Sanu at first base, Max Kepler right field, Gary Sanchez catching, Alex Kirilov left field, Gio Urshela at third base. How about that? I like this lineup. Give me initial reactions, Jake. Oh, you saw the lineup go. I love the lineup, dude. One American. I love the lineup. Is this the most foreign lineup in uh, MLB? Is just Kirilov? Buxton. Buxton and Buxton Kirilov. And Kirilov. I think the only two. Seven out of the, yeah, only two. Only German. Um, Trev, this lineup's gross, dude. And, and I love it. I absolutely love it. The way they retooled it, there's balance. There's righty, lefty, switch, righty, lefty, switch, like, it's balanced. There's power. We talked about the Royals before, how they only had one projected guy to break 20 ding-dongs. This lineup has seven guys projected to hit 19-plus. Like, Buxton is the guy you have to circle for me. If he's healthy, he's an MVP candidate. Like, even if it's 125 games, what he does. Um, the Correa story is incredible. Like, let's watch that play out. Dude, I... The pitching staff, here's my thing. Why don't we have a little more of an identity? Like, Trev, I know that bullpen is good. Like, I like Taylor Rogers. Um, Teal Bar, a nice little lefty slinging it up there. Duffy. Like, I wish this team, if you have this rotation, which, hey, let's see. Maybe they can find that magic in Dylan Bundy. Joe Ryan, I do like him. Young pitcher, let's figure it out. I wish they had, like, the bullpen behind them that – you know, if I was a young Joe Ryan and I've got that lineup and I had a bullpen behind me, like ready to go, I'd be like, all right, I'm going to get me five innings. I'm going to get a win because that lineup's going to put up six and the bullpen's going to close it out. I'm just so nervous about this pitching staff that I absolutely love the lineup. The bullpen, I know the numbers end up pretty solid, but I'm not like scared of anyone and the rotation. Not my cup of tea. It's not. But look, I think they're still in the market for some moves here. And there are starting pitchers to be had. So they're going to need to do that. If they want, if they want to like be who maybe they think they are, which is you know a, com- a competitor for an AL Central title, they need to go get some pitching. Now, they do have a ton of all of their top prospects are like, big league ready or right at the precipice of the big leagues. You got some real studs down there too. Royce Lewis, uh, Austin Martin. You got some pitchers there too. So there's a nice mixture of athletes and pitchers. Mm. They're close, man. And I think it's crazy because we wrote them off so much from last year um, because they just disappointed. And it's, and then one signing you like what? And like a trade, it just changes kind of everything. They lock up Buxton and that gives everyone even more hope. Like, I'm I'm on this team. They need to make a move though. And it's 
has to be a starting pitcher. If they get that, I'm I'm confident to say that I would pick them to make some noise and have a chance to win in the AL Central, but they'd have to have a starter. Trev, does you're a hitter and you don't mm-hmm. like pitchers. Do yes. you agree with the tale as old as time saying that good pitching beats good hitting? Uh, initially, yes. Yes. And then like postseason, I think you're probably going to get, I think the, like the facing the hitters three times thing really matters when you're talking about good hitters, good pitchers. So like the good, we just did the guardians rotation. Mm-hmm. How, how do your hands balance out when you go twins guardians on the rotation? No, just overall, because that's, it's good. It's hitting mm. versus pitching. And if I got it, pitching, Jim. they've seen, they've seen if, these guys a lot though. If the guardians and twins played 162 games against each other, only them, what are the records? Uh, the twins are, they come out on top. Okay. I don't know by how many games. I mean, that's a crazy hypothetical right there. My brain is not working. I would have done 100 games because the math was easier. And I would have said the Twins win 60. I was thinking something like 15 games over 500, something like that. Uh, But again, if they get a starting pitcher, it changes everything. The and lineup, we talk yeah. about this team identity, and you guys always make fun of them because they go in and, and you know, ha-ha, twins, you're going to lose the Yankees anyway. Dan Rourke freaking showed me up on Twitter with that. He freaking baited me, and he got me. But then we get a guy like Carlos Correa. Is that going to change the entire like uh, feel to the organization too? Or is he going to go in there and be like a humble dude now that he's in, in Minnesota? I really hope he isn't. Be yeah. yourself, Carlos. Well, it's also what's he going to do because he knows he's there for a year. I mean, he, his, his goal is to be there for a year. So how much is he a mercenary at the service of his next contract or how much is he going to like be, be, be a twin, you know, and be part of the twins. I have no idea, but the lineups, I think the I think the team will be fun. I mean, you got a lot of like Latin flair and flavor here. There's going to be like a lot of, uh, Sano and Gary know each other from their 16. Gio Shell is super fun. I mean, if Buxton's out there sprinting around and running, like I do think that they're going to be a really, really, really fun watch. I, mean, I just worry about the Buxton pitching. Be one well. of the best players in baseball when he's out there. He, like he can hit, hit for power. He can play defense. Yeah, he is. Scary a wild thing guy. is Buxton and Correa have both been injured lately. A lot of people worried about Correa's back, but um, now I love Gary Sanchez and Giro Shell. I think they're going to have good years. I think Twins fans will enjoy them. But last year during the Twins. TPP, we were talking about how Happ and Pineda were the moves like at the rotation. And I was saying, like, the Yankees fans had both these guys and they don't like them. And like 60% of Yankees fan base had had Gary Sanchez and like would laugh that a team is excited about him. But I think Gary's gonna go off. I hope Twins fans enjoy him. The defense ain't great, but he'll mash. Jimbo, if I, he's I, loose. I need you. Sorry to give you work. I'm going to need a schedule guy, and I'll tell you why. Okay. This team, Jim, I know you are already teased it on the Yes Network a little bit. This team is one you have to circle for the story of baseball this year because of what Trev also said before. All their top nine prospects have a chance to be major league level this year. So what does that mean? 
if the twins are in it and they need pitching, they can flip a couple of those guys because they're some real prospects. You could go out and get something. You know, Austin Martin is like the big piece that they received from the Jose Barrios trade. Um, they have guys that they can flip to go get the pitching they need if they're in it. If the twins are not in it, boogity, boogity, boogity. Um, Cause a, you're going to want to give those young guys the playing time to find out if Austin Martin and Royce Lewis, if those guys are your future or could Gary Sanchez be flipped? Gio Urshela, um, I, where's to know at contract wise, Jorge Polanco has been a trade rumor every year. Carlos Correa has that crazy one-year contract. This team, I feel like every year we run into a team that's like a pivot point of the trade assets for the trade deadline. This team could be the squad this year, at, at, at least offensively. Uh, they have a on paper. We're just judging this by our perspective on paper, a tough April. But again, it's a shortened April, but they go, they open up four games versus the Mariners, um, which I, I don't know if that's tough or kind of equal, but interesting. Then they play the Dodgers, then the Red Sox, then the Royals, then the White Sox, then the Tigers, then the Rays. So there's some good teams there early on. May, they can feast in May. They got Orioles, they got A's, okay. they got Guardians, they got A's, they got Royals, they got Tigers, they got Royals, they got Tigers. And that's in division two. So May's the month you circle as a twin fan and you say, we need to have a fucking great May. So they, so that front office doesn't get any ideas uh, the other way. You guys want to know what they were uh, offensively last year? OPS plus ninth in all the baseball pitching, not so hot. It's been that way for yep. too long in Minnesota. Go make a move. Falvey and Levine, I gave you a Drake meme on my Twitter. Go finesse some more people. Go get some starters. Twins territory can be freaking rocking come July if you bring some people in. We deserve that. We're going to come through, and it better be rocking. I don't want no stale team when I show up. Mm -hmm. They're always rocking there. They play music in between pitches. It's a great ballpark. My goodness. It is one of the ones, like one of the newer ones that I, that looks the most appealing to me. Like I, I've awesome. had it. I've had it on my list of like ballparks. I want to see for a while. Let's go this summer. We're there. Let's do it. Need some pitching. Uh, they got, they need some pitching. Do they have, do they have any pitchers coming up? I mean, but here's the thing, Trev. And yep. I guess like some people, I'm cynical about young pitching. Like, I don't think you can go into a year where you're supposed you you want to win the division with like a guy who's in his second every year, or his first every year. I, I could agree. be wrong there. It definitely happens, but uh, the Yankees and the twins are similar where it's like, they, they, they don't develop starters yet. They continue to rely on pitchers from their farm system. And it never really gets you to the next step. It only gets you like, to a certain point. I, uh, uh, I'm, I'm looking at the, their guys. They have a few, uh, I can't say this guy's name. I should know this. I said, no more about the twins than anybody. Jordan Blazovic. I believe I just crushed that. Nice. Good for me. He's like their guy that's closest, but, uh, the, Joe Ryan, they need him to step up, be a guy along with Sonny Gray and then go and add somebody. That's it. They're not relying on anybody to come up and fill that spot. I don't believe, tell me if I'm wrong. I haven't heard anything about that. So, um, 
that's it, man. It's 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 been a simple formula for a long time, though. Do we all do we all think Sonny Gray is Sonny Gray? Like, is that a dumb question? Uh, no, I don't know how he. Oh, that's our time. We're running long. I, it's a Trev's team. I don't know. No, no, no. I mean, I like Sonny Gray, but I've, he's never been a one. Um, I guess for the A's way back in the way he was, but like he had other people around him in Cincy. Um, he likes to blend in. And I think he had a really bad second half last year after a great first half. So I don't think it's a lock. Like, I, like is that your question? Are we just like, are you saying, should we just lock Sonny in for like, I get, I guess I don't, I don't know what to pencil Sonny Gray in for like last three, year, 20, like a three. Yeah. Five. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, it's really be, good. It could be a three, it could be a four, but I think he's definitely good enough that you can pencil him in for 25 starts, three, five. Okay. That's at least what I'm, what my brain was, I don't, would say. Okay. What's the over-under over under here, boys? Over-under on the Minnesota Twins, the DraftKings over-under is 81 and a half. Mm. I'll take the over. You got to be a 500 ball club or better than a 500 ball club. I like that. If, they, if, the if, if they do these moves and they're not that, but how are they going to get innings? They, they need, they, they need, need a, a pitcher. <laughs> they need a breakout guy. Like we, we talked about over the ogre. Like if he has a Chris Bassett, like I'm six, nine and I found it or Joe Ryan, is a borderline all-star that would do worlds for this team. Cause right now I, I don't know if they're getting two good starts a week uh, and you really need that. Uh, or at least they need that early on to get them to the trade deadline and figure it out. The amount of talent on this team is like a top 15 ball club, but there's just so little in the pitching. It's scary. Give me the over They're They brought in Correa. There's going to be some juice. Trevor Plouffe home run derby. Give me the old. Mm, let me ask you this. Knowing what they know now, Carlos Correa is here. Do they regret making the Barrios trade? I know. Yes. I know they like the. I know they like the hall. Yes. Yeah. Yes. If you had Barrios and Gray, we'd all say over, and we'd say like then they just need a little like a lesser trade, and and if a prospect jumps up, it'd, it'd be a much different feel. It's really Sunny Gray, and then. You, and then you have yeah. no idea like the ceiling and the floor, this uh, mostly the ceiling for Bailey over Dylan Bundy, um, Joe Ryan in, in this season, not, not in their careers. I'm not trying, but like in this season, the ceiling is like they get bounced to the pen like this. I mean, the floor, the floor is like real low, man. The ceiling is that they're good. Solid. But, What's that? Solid. Uh, yeah. Tre Trev, who's the GM in Minnesota? It's Falvey and Levine. I don't know what who does what. I'll just, say this. They're always together. They've got they've got puzzle pieces. Go win GM of the year. Cause there's a lot of pieces, but it's like two different two different puzzles. It's the top half of the same puzzle twice. Go get what's, the bottom half of the. Play. What's so funny is you know they ran Terry Ryan out of town to bring in these guys and like you know they're the new age analytically driven guys where Terry Ryan was not that. Admittedly, he was a scout. This whole roster is still his roster. Like they they came in. Let me tell you this: 
these guys came into a, a golden opportunity and really have done nothing with it. For being honest here, we've got zero playoff wins. Did we get to the playoffs? Sure. But they've done nothing with it. This group of guys we're talking about here, a Sano, a Buxton, a Kepler, a Polanco, Barrios, Arias. Uh, the list, Arias, like the list goes on. Like those were all Terry Ryan guys. They came in with that and those guys were making no money. They had all the flexibility in the world and just haven't, it has not been good for them. A division title, like that's with that core, and you're coming in. So I think I think this is a huge year for them to prove, like, hey, like we 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 know what we're doing because you can't just be like, hey, look at our farm system. Like we have some really hot prospects and nice young core. Like you got to win in the playoffs. Or what, you know what, what else the, is it the, for? The rotation, Jake does kind of have an identity. They're all got some like funky looks. Like if Dobnak like breaks back in. Joe mm. Ryan's going pirate hair and pirate mustache. Hot. Bailey Ober is an ogre. <laughs> Dylan Bundy's face is redder than the sun. So they're all got like a little work quirk. Maybe that's their identity. Trev, I'm loving the over now. This is the GM's either last year or they're renewing their contract. They signed Correa. They're going to cash in some prospects. I don't know where. Go Twins go, babe. I actually love that. I do love what Trev said. Like this GM is either like he's not going to sit idle because then he's out. So he's got to fucking do it. I think right? they, I think they might have already extended. I, I got to look that up. I think they might <laughs> be locked in. I'm serious. But, uh, but still, the point still remains the same. Like they have to go like they got handed a great organization um, that let them do what they wanted. And they just have I mean, they've had some good finishes in the AL Central and, and that's it. So this is definitely put up or I'm not going to say put up or shut up, but like it's time. It's time. That ends our twins conversation, twins profile and projection. Thanks for tuning in. If you're on the podcast app, we pivot right away. Right away. To the next team in the AL Central. And as Jake said at the beginning of the twins one, our rankings were done before the Correa trade, before a lot of the offseason stuff happened. The Tigers come in next as the second uh, in the division, I do think that I, I'll be interested to see if we vote now. Uh, but they were ranked 20th in all of baseball last year. They won 77 games. Uh, they lost 85. They got Hinch at the helm, and they're climbing back up. They were digging down for a long time. They finally found whatever they were looking for down there, and now they are climbing back up. Jake, what did they do this offseason? Man, yeah, we should we should definitely do a poll like the Wednesday before the season starts and see how much the the TPP rankings would have changed. Jim, who they lost your guy, Matt Boyd. He's now slinging it for San Francisco. So expect a three one ERA out of him. Uh, Jose Urania remains unsigned. He gone. Nico Goodrum. Love watching him play. He's out on the Astros. Watch out for that. But fellas, look what came in. Javi Baez, Bang Biscuit, love that. Eduardo Rodriguez, Erod, kind of the staple of the Red Sox rotation of recent years. Tucker Barnhart, how's your gold glove behind the dish? Trev, you ever hold a gold glove catcher's mitt? Andrew Chafin coming out of the bullpen, doing it southpaw style. Big Mike Pineda locking down the back end of the rotation. And Willie Peralta, sure, minor league deal. We note stuff like that. Trev, 
the rotation makes me curious like a cat. What do you got? Yeah, me too. I like it. I like it. I think we're going to start off with the guy, Erod, coming over from the Red Sox. Uh, career worst year last year, but he still parlayed that into, what is it, five years, 77 M's. Get you the bag, Erod. He'll kind of be like the veteran presence there. Casey Mize. Is he young anymore? He's not young anymore. This, this, this group who we all, I kind of think like, hey, these are young prospects making their way up. Now, these guys are here. Like it's time for these dudes. So we got Casey Mize, Tariq Scooball, Pineda, another veteran, Matt Manning, and then uh, Turnball. He went, underwent TJ surgery in July. So probably not going to happen this season. I don't know what they're saying. In my guess, not going to be there. The bullpen, Gregory Soto, left-handed pitcher, Michael Fulmer, Andrew Chafin, who you mentioned, Jose Cisnero. I don't know who that is. He's a right-handed pitcher. Nasty. Uh, so they got some pitching. I think that's why, you know, we're high on this team. And then you kind of look at the lineup now, James. I'm looking at them. I'm liking. You like it? I like it. It's balanced, to tell you that. They got Akil Badu, rookie mm-hmm. sensation uh, from the Twins. He's a lefty. Robbie Grossman, mm-hmm. near and dear to BBD's heart. He BBD? loves Grossman. Switch hitter, Javi Baez. That was a big one. He's a righty at shortstop. Jamer Candelario hit a home run in spring training. Switch hitting. Mickey Cabs. Jonathan Scoop loves it there. Signed a whole big deal. Wants to be there. Riley Green, they have penciled in the center field. Uh, NRI in spring training. So that makes me think center field's up for grabs. Again, Tigers fans, you know your team. Where's Ray? Where's our guy Ray? He's a stud. Riley Green's like their stud. Green and Torkelson are like big They're prospects. Like guys. Big prospects. But, top prospects. So why do they do I I I guess I never heard of Riley Green. Or if I had, I didn't commit to memory. Not, he just Torkelson I know. I know, not on 40 man, but it's like my brain sees NRI and I think like journeyman, you know, you in Texas. Fangraph uh, should use Torkelson. another thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean easy, Tucker Bar- bro. <laughs> Tucker Bring Barnhart right now. Tucker, uh friend of the program. Sent me a jersey. It's a Reds jersey, though. So now it's like, am I honoring him by having that? I think so. Yeah, it's vintage. Immediately, it's vintage now. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, that's the lineup. How do you feel about it, James? You said balanced. What else comes to mind? uh, Hey, like, I don't want this to be a knock. I I, I don't think the Tigers are a playoff team, but I don't think they're bad anymore. I I do. I think they're like a competitive team. I, I think they'll be a little over 500. I think they're going to feel better at the end of this season than they did in the last season. Like, I think they're going to continue to go up. But nothing here, like, does a ton for me. But also, I, I am admittingly, like, just not incredibly familiar. Um, I've looked at the Tigers in such a bad light in the last three years. So, like, you, like Jonathan Scope, uh, Jamer Candelario, like, to me, those are just, oh, yeah, those are the... Those are the veteran guys that are on the bad Tigers team. Like, and that's kind of as much thought as I've given them, which I understand is rude or just like ignorant. So, but I'm admitting that. So I need someone to tell me like, how excited should I be? Well, I think here, I, I'll give you something. This is what I've been hearing about the Tigers. If the boys come up and become guys, we're looking at a nice little team here. We need these guys who are, pedigreed to the max Torkelson one overall uh, rather green. I think was the fifth overall pick. Like these are guys that you're banking on to come and put a jolt into the organization. If they come up and do it, 
and you mix them in with some of the veterans like Scope and Baez. We'll see what Miggy Cabs has got for us. Man, like, he turns everyone into a good hitter. Nick Castellanos owes that man some money. I'll tell you that much right now. Uh, so they need those guys to step up. And from all accounts, these guys are like, they're the real deal. So be excited. If you're a Tigers fan, I mean, I'm, I'm getting pumped about them. Yeah, it's, it, it's interesting. Erod goes to the top of the rotation currently. Um, he got the bag. Good for him. And, hey, this is going to be a fun one for ERA plus and ERA people going from Fenway to pitching in Detroit. Like I bet, I bet Erod's video game stats look a lot better this year than with the big monster over there. Um, Casey Mize is a name that probably more baseball people should know. He was a one, one draft pick um, last year. I mean, 30 starts a three, seven, one ERA for a 24 year old starting pitcher. Like I, I guess the question for me is at the end of the year for the Detroit Tigers is Erod the one, two, or three starter? Like, does Casey Mize jump him sure. and he becomes a true one? Uh, Scooble, uh, he's he's the lefty. He's got some fun stuff. He had a solid year last year. Like, can he find another level? Because if they do, uh, Matt Manning, a young pitcher, he got knocked around a little bit last year, but was, was a big prospect as well. Where does this rotation end the year? If Erod's still slotted as the one, I don't love the year for Detroit because they're hitting. There's still not a lot there, man. Like even if, even if one of Riley Green or Torkelson comes up and they're a guy guy, the lineup still just leaves you a little, you almost wish each person was down a spot in the lineup. Like Miggy cabs kind of has this like uh, alumni spot on the team that he gets a spot in the middle of the lineup and deservedly. So dude's one of the best players to ever play. So I'm not really knocking it. Jim, we do the scare test on lineups. Who in this lineup scares you right now? Jimmy's not scared of anyone though. No, I, no, I, I, I mean, no, like it, like big spot. I don't know. Scopes crushed the Yankees a couple of times. I think uh, Jimer, is it Jamer? Jimer? It's Heimer. Yeah. No, they say it with a J. I think it's Jamer. Really? I've been saying Heimer. Last year I I said Heimer, and they say it with a J. Oh, I love that. Baseball reference is Jamer. Oh, James. Nice. That's perfect. James Jamer. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Javi doesn't. Like, I think Javi's supposed to be the answer, but he doesn't. Um, Like that. That's the thing. If if Javi was the third scariest option on this team, like that's a lineup. That's kind of how the Cubs thrived when he was there. Like Javi can have a huge year and maybe he does. And I hope he does. Um, I Javi Javi's projections from fan graphs is 253, 298, 27 homers, 16 swipes like for that to be the anchor of your lineup up. Uh- up it's i mean the, the, the miggy cabs effect i'm telling you right now if okay. you want to like buy stock in dudes javi buy is getting to work with miguel cabrera is gonna like that 294 obp gonna be up this year that has projected for it, that's gonna be up because that's what i'm telling you man it's like a master class in hitting that all these guys are gonna get to go to and to your point maybe there's not someone who just scares you in their lineup but if they have a bunch of guys with ops pluses over 100 that's what you need. True. Get guys on base and, and driving runs. And then, yeah, can Torkelson or Riley Green come up and really just 
give this massive bump. Akil Badu's like kind of a guy. Like, so patiently optimistic. We got to see how it goes. Like, I, I, I like it. I think there could be a ton of wins in this lineup, um, but we're going to have to see. We're going to have to see. These young guys got to come up and do it. My question for Tigers fans, and I, like I'm, I'm, I, I needle and I troll and I'm annoying to Twins fans, but I'm being genuine here. It's like I, what's what's what are your hopes, like Tigers fans? Like what, what do they, do Tigers fans think they can make a wild card team this year, or are yes. they just hoping to like yes? Yeah, I think they think they can compete for the AL Central. They signed Erod and Javi. Those are two monster signings. Yeah, and they were at, they wanted Correa, so that got their organizational hopes. Erod and no Javi are two monster signings. Jim, I mean, both. What Erod was eighty mil. Javi I know was the money was. There. I know the money. What the money says, but like, neither are. If the Yankees, like if the Yankees, Yankees signed Erod and Javi, I think we'd be saying those are. You know, but the Yankees low. have Cole, and Judge. It's the same right. point that you just said. Like those guys aren't the ace and the the anchor. They're banking on a on a lot of young guys, mostly on, like mostly on the hitting side uh, and, and the rotation for a little yeah. bit. Like I guess, I guess that's what I'm saying. Like if we if we were AL Central guys and we'd seen you know ten Casey Mize and ten Scooble starts, I think we'd be speaking more highly about them like where their stat lines landed. So I, I think they feel pretty strong on that side. Like big Mike as a five starter, like the, the Tigers rotation can be very real. Um, it's just, he just how... listed as a five because of that. He had, a good, he had like a, I think he had like 30 starts and like a four yeah. ERA last year. Like he's, I don't think we need to read anything into how they're placed on like the roster resource thing. Yeah. They won the Tigers had a, like, like their final record is what it is, but they did have kind of like a winning year last year. It's like winning percentage above 500 in May, June, July, just under in August and winning and, and above in September. Now it's like a game over every month, but that's why I thought they were fun last year. Cause they were supposed to not do that at all. And then, and I guess, hinge effect, and so. I guess, I guess that's what, cause they had that awful start. They put that mm -hmm. in their rear view. They played solid ball. Then you add Erod. Then you add Javi. Then you add Torkelson, Riley Green, two top Zach six Short. prospects. That's that's where if you're a fan base, if you're a fan of the Tigers, you're thinking wild card. Like I don't think any of us would place money on a Tigers wild card. Um, but it's you know spring training. James, I got something for you, bro. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Okay, I know you like catchers. Yeah. And you like names. And I like big players and jake i don't really know what you like dylan dingler <laughs> catcher <laughs> six three two ten one of their top <laughs> prospects how do you feel about that one like it's illegal straight out of a baseball movie dylan dingler the catcher also a uh, baseball down. reference baseball reference has him as catcher outfielder which is a joke i make uh i make <laughs> A decent amount, because that basically that just means you you can hit and and you're slow. <laughs> well, no, it's funny they have one of those already in Eric Haas. <laughs> so, uh, D Dylan Dingler's like the the understudy. Uh, slipped in the draft a little bit out of Ohio State. 
Um, sorry, I had, I had I had information and wanted to get it out without being a total douchebag. But who was the who was their catcher last year with the mustache? Um, wasn't Pudge right? No, no, no. Okay, the mustache last year. Yeah, he had like this. a classic mustache. Uh, hold on. Tigers catcher mustache. Here he is. Jake Rogers. Guys. Jake Rogers. Jake Rogers. Okay. Wow. Another great baseball name. Yeah. Wow. It's like a dog who becomes a human. <laughs> How about this? Okay. Stay alive. Okay. In this new Tucker, playoff format. Also dog name. So all the Tigers catchers are just dogs. Dogs. Um, Dingler, Tucker, and Jake. If you're a Tigers fan, how about you dream of staying around all year and then you go Atlanta Braves and you add yourself a jock and a Solaire and hope they click, right? That's like your that's your best yeah. case, kind of. Yeah. Before we get into the over under, which I want to do, uh, Max's fun stat, really nice. I like this one because it's a big milestone. Mickey Cabs. We know he got to 500 home runs last year. 13 hit shy of 3,000. So he'd be the seventh player to achieve 500 home runs and 3,000 hits. The other guys, Hank Aaron, Willie Mays, Albert Pujols, Alex Rodriguez, Eddie Murray, and Rafael Palmero. That is elite company right there. So um, that's going to be awesome. I have that to look forward to for the Tigers. 77 and a half, James. 77 and a half. I think I know where you're leaning. Let's say it all together on three. Yeah. Hmm. 77. What did they do last year? They were 77 and 85. Mm. Mm. Over. Oh, okay. <laughs> Three. Over. Over. One. I think they're going to get better than last year. 500 ball club. I think so for sure. If they didn't have an abysmal April last year, they're over. And they had like a, like a bad, bad April. Like they were like, it was like 300 winning percentage. Like if they win three more games, they're there. And I do think they, they should have gotten better. They did get better. I'm going to go over. What do you got? What do you got? I also already lied about an over under in this episode. I'm going under. Oh my um, goodness. I just drank a little bit of the twins Kool-Aid. Um, like, Dude, put those put the offenses next to each other. It's like no contest. You could say the same for the pitching a little bit. Um, but I kind of liked where we landed with like Minnesota. Like they got to go. They just paid Buxton and everyone like they're in it where the Tigers like there could be a September this year for the Tigers where we're like, OK, like let's Riley Green, Torkelson, uh, Scooble, Manning, like we're still finding out who these guys are as young players. I don't like it. I don't feel great about it. I wouldn't bet against it. And opposite of the guardians, I'm going to root for this Detroit Tigers team. Cause I think they can be really cool. I'm going to root for them too. Uh, Tigers finish in second. I mean, Torkelson 70 I mean, grade I mean, power animals I or I baseball. I didn't mean what I just said. Okay. Yeah, what did you just say? I meant guardians. 
Now you're where just do you have, silly. So where do you have the Tigers Dude, All of the Guardians pitchers are better than all of the Tigers. That's not true. Not Erod. Than all of the Twins pitchers. Like all of them. All of the Guardians? Yeah, but they're look at their offense. Yeah, but pitching is more important. Anyway, that we already did that conversation. Yeah, we did. I need the I'm Twins to over. make a trade. I'm going over on the Tigers. I'm rooting Under. for them. I, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Um, but I'm I'm glad that there's hope in in next in next year is I think is we're talking like okay here we go like Torkelson yeah. will be up he's a guy like we know it like I just said seventy grade power he's yeah. only six one two twenty I thought this guy was a monster but how big are you again six one I'm getting to two hundred again I'm, I'm getting close so me and Torkelson oh, yeah. same guy all right that That's ends it. that ends the Tigers portion of this episode or if you're watching on youtube just of this episode we are moving on the last team in the division now we jump we jump so much we had the royals who our audience ranked as the 25th best team then we did the guardians ranked as the 23rd best team and we did the twins ranked as the 22nd best team and we did the tigers ranked as the 20th best team and then you jump to number five. And again, a lot of those rankings happen for a lot of the off seasons, but this is the story of the AL central forever and always. And by that, I mean the last five years, there is a one team that rules the land and they beat up on all the little teams. And then they lose in the playoffs. That's the AL central. And it's the white Sox, the fifth ranked team by our audience, uh, Good year last year, 93-69. and 69. Lost in the ALDS to the Astros in four games. Jake, this is one that I, I feel like they made moves that I forgot about all of them or they didn't make a lot. What did the White Sox do this offseason? I know I can remember one. James, so for our who they lost, they turned down a club option on Cesar Hernandez, the on-base percentage second baseman. He's out of town. Carlos Rodon. That's a sneaky one. He had a huge year last year. He's now the San Francisco treat. Billy Hamilton, he's gone. I know some White Sox fans didn't like how much TLR was playing him. Ryan Tapera, really solid reliever. Adam Eaton, ooh, and my guy, Nick Madrigal. I think that was at the deadline last year. Hot, he's in Cubs uniform now. Who they added? Kendall Graveman, uh, an already stacked bullpen. They bring in Kendall Graveman on a three-year deal. Vince Velasquez, Trev's guy, he's going to be in a little bit of a swing role. (laughs) Daddy likes that. How about Joe Kelly? Guarantee you see him pitching in October. That's how baseball works. Josh Harrison is around to be a util guy. And uh, yeah, man, I mean, this is is one of the squads in baseball right now. And uh, Trev, the pitching is delightful, especially after some of the teams we just went through. Absolutely. I mean, look, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. This is one of my favorite teams in baseball right now. I really like this lineup. I like the rotation. I love the bullpen. So let's get to it. Lance Lynn, our guy is back doing his thing. Him and G Lito, top of the rotation there. They did lose uh, Rodon, which is tough. But you got Cease, Keiko, you got Kopik, uh, I think they might be even trying crochet out. Uh, I think they're stretching him out. Is that right? I have to look that up. Uh, but 
a nice rotation there. Um, they have maybe some depth issues with the starters. Um, I have to see who's coming up for them. But the bullpen, like you said, is also just elite. Liam Hendricks, Craig Kimbrell, Aaron Bummer, Kendall Graven, Crochet, Ronaldo Lopez. I mean, who, who did they sign? Tapera, too. Like, like, they just have absolute depth kind of everywhere on their team. The rotation, I think, is one spot. Now that I'm kind of getting in the nitty-gritty here, that maybe they need some more depth there, like another five guy or something like that to eat up some innings throughout the season to keep everyone healthy. But, man, pitching's good. Lineup, James, sick. I did, I did do a quick Google for you on Crochet. They are um, extending him at, at, in relief first. Okay. So instead of, uh, you know, a one-inning guy, uh, which he That's did scary, most of the last the year, he, they're going to try and get him as a multi-inning reliever with hopes he can eventually be a, a, an option for the rotation or get their uh, a backup yeah. option or just an option. So they're, they're I, seeing that as well, a little bit of yeah. lack of depth in that rotation. As for the lineup, you got Tim Anderson, the guy who hates your stupid analytics, Luis Robert, mm. Jose Abreu, Yon Moncada, Eloy Jimenez, Yasmani Grandal, Gavin Sheets, Josh Harrison, and Lori Garcia. How many Americans are in this lineup? Two? Three. Sheets. I mean, if, if Josh Harrison is going to start, yeah, it's three. But the, this Harrison Anderson. Josh Harrison is going to be the like Adam Eaton, um, Madrigal, Hamilton for TLR this season. I think they'll just give Harrison tons of run until he either they take him away from Tony or he proves himself <laughs> to be worthy of it. Seems like the old school utility short guy that Tony La Rosa seems to love just running out there. Um, this team's different. I mean, we did um, the whole division now, and I think in all facets, lineup, it goes there with the Twins, similar. But when you have all three, this team. Ooh, I think this lineup is, is much better than the Twins lineup. I do. I, I do. Think, I, think better. Good, but... I think better, but I think they're – you you could talk about them in the same thing, but but as a collective, this team is different than the other four in the division on paper by a wide margin. I agree with our audience who ranked them as such. And it's funny you can like we talk about like a little bit of starting pitching uh, lack of depth there, but because they're so stacked in the bullpen, they just seem like they keep signing good relievers too. And other teams are just like sleeping on this. Like I don't. I don't get how Kendall Graveman went there. I don't understand that, but they're drawing from that. And if you have a rotation of Lynn, G. Lito, Cease, and then Kopech and Crochet, I mean, have you seen these guys throw the ball? Kopech and, and Crochet could be ace-ace. Like, if, if, if everything hits with these guys and, like, they can put it all together, we're talking about five dudes who have potential to be number ones. Some guys that are already number ones. I mean, obviously, Giolito and Lynn have proved it. Cease has been that guy, too, at points. I don't know about a one for him, but you know what about, I'm saying. How about High-level pitching. How about Lance Lynn throwing 80% fastballs or whatever he's throwing with a bunch of guys around him that hit 100 on the gun easy? Like, Lance just must tell him, like, hey, just heater. 
you you boys got it. Just throw it. Um, their pitching can be in a whole nother world. Um, especially in the American League. Like we looked at a lot of those NL rotations last year. The American League, I mean, this is kind of the class. Um, Lucas Giolito can win a Cy Young. Lance Lynn has been in it. Uh, Cease, like, casually can strike out 200 guys. And Kopech and Crochet could be the most talented of the crew. Um, And that's before you get to Hendricks, Kimbrell, Bummer, and Graveman, who in a playoff game, those guys can give you about six innings. Yeah, and Kelly. The white, yeah, and that's Joe Kelly who will be pitching in the playoffs. That's just how it works. And Trev, I'm not even too worried about the depth. Um, like a guy like Vince Velasquez, Reynaldo sure. Lopez has started games for them in the past. They're going to be fine. And the lineup, you know, any the top six in a given year can can get you MVP votes. Um, Eloy, you guys know that's my guy. He's kind of a, another Fran Mill for me. Like that guy could hit 45 this year, and I would not be shocked. Um, Yon Mankata is probably underrated in the baseball wor- world for what he does defensively and as a switch hitter and getting on base. The team is loaded. Uh, the team is absolutely loaded. I, I guess the question from my end would be the, and the farm system's pretty much depleted and good. Like they're in their window. Go, go, go. Mm-hmm. Um, how much can they genuinely get caught in an AL central slot? Like how much of the twins now that they've got some energy, how much of the tigers and what we just talked about with them, like the Royals want to be a competitive team this year. Like they, that's a genuine thing. Like, how much can the AL Central and those teams that Jimmy noted are, you know, if we revoted, they're probably all in the, they're in the twenties region. How much can those teams keep the White Sox in the, in the slog of the central, or are they just going to go gangbusters and see you guys at the finish line? Well, I, I, I don't think those teams are going to pose a huge threat. They didn't last year. And, the four teams that don't win the division rarely pose a threat to the team that wins the division in the AL central these days. And that's, you guys know, I'll track it all season. I'll be annoying about it. And Trev says, I give the division no respect and I don't until mm-hmm. you don't give them happens. Respect. <laughs> the white Sox were one of the only playoff teams last year that had a losing record against teams over 500, which is what we've seen every year. The twins were doing it. The white Sox do it. They just beat up on their own. Whoever's the king of that hill. Then they enter a different hill and then they get beat. So I need the White Sox to have a winning record against teams that are 500 or over. I need the winner of the AL Central to have a winning record against good teams. Dude, this so I'll be team watching won, that. This team won 93 games last year, essentially without Eloy and Lubob. 66 and 40 against the bad teams, which you need to do. You need to eat against the bad teams. And there's a lot of bad teams in the division, especially last year with the twins being a shit show. You just, you know, also need to win against the good teams. I I, I love this team. I don't know. I mean, this is, this is one of my teams in contention for a pick in the world series. 100%. I don't think that, I mean, that's I, obvious. I think, I think they're the, I think they're the favorites in the AL in Vegas. This is one of the best teams in the AL right now. I mean, I, I, I love the rotation. What went wrong last year in the playoffs? The Astros? The yeah, the Astros. Goes to the Astros? Yeah. 
And I guess that's where, you know, a good, a good sports narrative, which Poppy Gordo loves, you know, the, the first year the White Sox were supposed to be good was the pandemic season. Um, Jose Abreu wins the MVP, like, you know, it, but just kind of a weird year overall, if we're being completely honest. Last year was the first time the White Sox were kind of like, welcome at the table. Like, all right, like all the best warriors from around are going to gather up and we're going to fight and see who wins. And they ran into those damn Astros and the Astros gave them the noise. If that stuck with the White Sox and they said, okay, so our 93 games we won last year meant nothing and they bring that to the season in this postseason, they're the most talented team in the AL, I think. I really think. And I do think what Jimmy says is true. It's how much do they get challenged. And that's also a reason why I kind of get a little excited for these White Sox, because I do think day in, day out in the Central, they're going to get challenged a little more. I think the Royals got a little bit better. I think the Twins are going to be a better team this year. That's true. The Tigers became a better team. So that's when I was talking about the slot. Does anyone stay close to them? Because if they do, I think that would be important for the White Sox. Um, Cause none of there's no Oakland A's. There's no Baltimore Orioles in this division. So on night in night in night in night in, that's not a statement Mm-mm. day in, day out. The White Sox are going to get a team that's trying to win games at least up until August, September. Now who's around then. And do they have any matchups? I don't know, but I kind of like that formula for them. I misspoke earlier. Uh, they are the third best odds or worst odds, whatever you want to call them. Uh, Jays are the number one team in Vegas, according to the DraftKings Sportsbook, for the AL title. And then the Yankees, then the Astros, and then the White Sox. I'm, I'm excited about they play the Dodgers, the Padres, the Giants this year. So those will be fun. Ooh. Yeah. So they yes. have the NL West. That is, yeah. that's yeah. kind of important. There you go. Yeah. There's your competition. That helps. Look, yeah, these guys like are good. That. The over-under is 91 and a half. Uh, I take in the over. I think they're going to beat up on, on the Central. This is and one of my I, favorite teams, I, so yeah. I am rooting for them. I think they're going to win like 95 games. I I hope so. Otherwise, I mean, baseball can do baseball stuff, but this is a, this is a really good team. This is one I would go run to bet. Like how many other teams are we going to say, yes, all three facets are A's? Like they, their rotation, their bullpen, and their lineup are all A's. Like not A+. Plus, but a and how many teams are there that have that three four not a lot so let's let's try we haven't to seen even, we haven't seen one yet let's try to find the devil's advocate because you're when you see 91 and you think of the team that the white Sox could be like what's what happens like one of the, the twins are real or detroit's real and they have injuries and it starts getting loud around Tony La Russa. Like, is that, is that the only formula that a team like this could land at like 88 wins? Whatever happened to the twins last year, but they weren't as good as the white Sox on paper. Um, I injury. found a flaw. I found a flaw. Found a flaw. 
I got a fatal flaw. You know, like uh, the oh, two yeah. towers, Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah. There's like a little uh, spillway where uh, one of the Urukai runs down and puts like the explosive. Like that's the flaw in the in the in Helm's Deep. Mm-hmm. The defense yes, was yes. really bad last year for the White Sox. That Minus is 40 defensive runs mm. saved t- in total. So we have to mention that. That has to improve. I don't know if it will. Is is, is Lou Bob – and all right, I, I don't think Eloy is a premium defender. Lou Bob, I'm, I'm assuming, is. E- Eloy's not. I don't know they, about – They got to get better there. They got to get better there. He took a ball to the head at one time. You want me to sound like a like Mad Dog or something right here? Yes. In the playoffs, defense matters. It does. You got to have defense. Jake, do you want to hear how they end their season? I think you're going to enjoy it. Sure. Four against the A's, two against the Rockies, three against the Tigers, three against the Guardians, three against the Tigers, three against the Twins, two against the Padres, three against the Twins. Mm. You like that? Easy. Uh, I, I, li- I like it for making sure they win the division. Stay alive, Minnesota. There you go. If one of those teams, if the twins are around and, and it becomes a challenge, that's really fun. Otherwise, their last challenge will be August 18th, 15th through 18th against the Astros. Other than that, they don't, ha- they don't have a um, assumed playoff team in all of September. All right. Me and James are on the over, Jake. The Vegas in me wants to do the under, but this team's really good. I mean, I, someone, someone who hasn't had his name said, you guys know, I've like, if, if there was stock, I would buy all the Andrew Vaughn stock in the world. And right now, baseball cards, if you want them. Right. I mean, that's, that's kind of baseball stock, right? Um, and that dude doesn't even get mentioned. Where if Andrew Vaughn was on the Tigers, I would have been like, I think this dude's going to hit three and be lights out. And he's a bonus point for the White Sox. So um, I'll go over. I'm, I'm not going to try to play the Vegas game. I think uh, this team's just going to win games. They have to. Jake goes over. Jake does not play the Vegas game. Not playing the game. I'm going to play a game, though. It's not Vegas game. We'll call it the Calabasas game. Mm. James is going to cut me. You might after I ask this question because it's kind of silly. That's the Calabasas game. It's kind of a bait question here. But if we put this team, we just inserted them into the AL East. We added the team. Where do these guys rank in your projections? Would you put them ahead of the Blue Jays? They'd be the favorite for me. Like for me, they'd be the favorite. But the Blue Jays are the favorite in the East, like according to. DraftKings has them favorite in the AL. DraftKings are such trolls. Um, well, Vegas does. They 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 play with your emotions with that shit. Um, that's stupid. The White Sox would be the favorite. Okay, that says a lot. If you're talking about like games one, I'm just saying you put them in the AL East and they have to face all those teams just the same way. You think they come out uh, on top? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it'd be like tighter. Like maybe I maybe they're the favorite in the East, but the I don't I take the under. Okay. Like I think that playing the central, like I I'd I'd sprinkle on them having the best record in the AL. 
Okay. Because I think they're going to feast. That's a big endorsement coming from you. Yeah. I have one last thing. Yeah. Hit it up. Luis Robert. Mm. 68 games last year, 338, 378, 946 OPS. He's a stud. And I think he went on record, so he wasn't even trying that hard. Yeah, he was just like chilling. <laughs> They're going to be good, guys. They're going to be good. Z White Sox. Okay. That's the end of the White Sox episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you're a White Sox fan, let us know what we missed and we messed up on and uh, all that stuff because you know your team way better than we do. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back. What are we doing next? Are we doing the West Coast or the East Coast, BBD? So I I just made a schedule. I think it'll be AL West next. I'll tell you nice. details after we hit and record here. East Coast biased coastal elites screw the middle americans <laughs> i don't want to say that these are my people i spent a lot of good years in the all right bye everyone bye bye everyone see ya. <laughs>